Okay, uh, hello everyone and welcome to Vivran Back, uh, the weekly IT video podcast where we bring some experts in the wide world of technology to talk about their favorite topics and also us. Kind of like a show tell for tech geeks like myself, or in this case, we have Eritra, uh, to learn about something new. Uh, today, this night in particular, we're going to talk about open telemetry. You can see uh, the title, a song of decentralization of observability. So we're going to talk about open telemetry. You will find my, find it more with Eritra. So uh, before starting, uh, we have a few of, a few housekeeping uh, notes. Uh, you can get in the conversation. So this is live right now. It will be uploaded to YouTube in the later. But if you read you write something in the hashtag #BeBrownback, you will I will be monitoring that one. So in case you want to make some questions, that's open. For our audience, you can also uh, follow other uh, accounts that we have. This is B Brownback EMEA because we run every Tuesday. We try at 7 p.m. BST, which is British summer time, which is 8 p.m. in Central European time. And also there's another show, for example, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Central. You can find uh, has the account for Aritra on Twitter, Aritra NAC4, and myself, Dan Belmonte, as Dan Gaiden. And Enough of introductions. I think uh, Aritra itself can just take the control and show us more about open telemetry, which I'm looking forward to. It. Nice. Uh, thank you, Dan, for this warm welcome and uh, uh, inviting me for this uh, show. So I'm really glad to present in front of the community, and it's and I'm pretty much sure you will you will enjoy as well the topic that I have brought here. So to start off with my presentation uh, i'll be sharing my screen and some for some of the time i'll be checking out uh, my console where i'll be showing some of the snippets that i have brought across as part of this uh, demo then i'll also probably uh, showcase some of the slides because it's of course good good from good to have some visualization of the solution constructs and everything from time to time and lastly, also, I will go into the AWS topic because since the whole ecosystem or the whole infrastructure is deployed in AWS, we need to have a little bit of handshake. And I'm gonna, uh, I, I am planning to showcase that as well. So, to without further ado, let me start off by introducing myself. So, who am I? So, my name is Aritra. And I am basically from in India, but I have been living in Sweden for the last five years, uh, having around uh, more than 12 years of experience in the industry, started as a Java developer back in India, and then worked across multiple consulting companies and product companies. Right now, I am part of a, a, a consulting company based out of uh, Stockholm called Playground Tech. And I am I am part of the cloud team where I help customers within mostly within the Nordic regions to uh, ease out their AWS problems along with migrating their workloads in AWS and other infrastructure related activities as well. That's my daytime job. But on apart from the daytime, I am also an AWS ambassador and a community builder, which are some of the recognized. Uh, tech communities uh, that have been primarily based out of AWS, where I get to showcase some of the technical constructs and the some of the technical challenges that I have tackled in the customer or the real life, as well as I write out some blogs and I, of course, time to time present myself in different forums. 
and that's mostly it and also i on my free time i travel a lot and as you could see dan this is a picture from ibiza so i guess yeah. you can recognize this it's one of the famous picture in the island of ibiza really nice one yeah it's bedra yeah i know <laughs> thank you so much all right moving on to the topic or the contents that i have uh, planned to showcase in front of you so first i will start off with a little bit of powerpoint presentation then uh, where i'll show where i'll tell what is observability how open telemetry was born and how the whole concept has been started has started getting adopted within the cloud native ecosystem and lastly after doing some or show, showing some real life demos and code snippets i'll try to uh, conclude the session with some of the open tracing related or aws X, uh, open tracing or i would say like trace tracing related implementations and how aws managed services called x-rays helps in that and lastly there will be the cost estimates that you can actually predict when you start using those construct or let's say you you try to build a holistical solution around this and then i'll leave the room for some questions at the end of this perfect having said that uh, moving on to the first topic what is observability so back in the back let's say going back five to 10 years ago when there was like big monolithic systems uh, where there was like multiple teams uh, guard railing the enterprise solutions consisting of uh, support teams, first layer support, second layer supports. And I remember being part of those uh, realm as well where I was supporting the enterprise applications like checking out those logs, going through thousands of files just to uh, do a key point search of okay where the error has occurred or let's say how the whole system has failed and then writing uh, uh writing a remediation steps on top of that manually uh, like in notifying a couple of stakeholders and then finally having downtime and resolving those issues uh but those are like days of the past i would say and going and moving fast forward right now in the 2023 and probably in the next four or five years you will see a huge uh, a, a huge uh, i would say improvement in terms of this observability or setting up the support paradigm so uh, back i would say back in 2021 or 2020 i'm not sure about the exact year uh, in one of the aws big con conference called aws reinvent they started using this term called observability and coming up with different managed services to tackle those things. Now, uh, you would find loads of articles around the whole system and the whole constructs, but Bob, coming down to the few points thing that I, that I have highlighted here is this whole uh, system works on mainly three signals. The first signal that you can see is on the, uh, is present on the screen. It's called uh, matrix i'll just for the viewing uh, stake i'll just make it a little bit larger so it's easier to view yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah so first matrix is one of the first signals that is uh, finalized and that has been coming up in the observability systems and that helps us to detect if the, how the whole workloads is running so let's say you have deployed a application front-end application or a web server in ec2 so so what you would do is like you would monitor some of the things like their CPU bandwidth or number of requests or their memory utilizations or 
uh, let's say if it's an EC2 instance store, uh, what is the IOPS that is happening? Or let's say if it's an EFS multi-file uh, attached uh, system that is attached, you would, you would see like what is the number of the threshold or is it a provisioned one or is it an IOPS based? So those sort of measurements are done with it using this signal called matrix and they detect or they help you to basically ironclad or make your system more optimized in order to help that you are not uh, over provisioning or you are not under provisioning your system. Uh, moving on to the uh, second signal and that's quite renowned in the IT world and that's logs. And that helps us, that has been helping us from the starting days of when we had those systems. And that's to help uh, from, and that contains like helping a big solutions to a small solutions. It's, it, it, it gives you overall, it can be a verbose logs where, where it churns out like a line by line, uh, line by line details of what the method does, or it can be uh, error-based logs so that it only uh, spins out some data when there is an error and the whole uh, and the whole thing only capitulates uh, on the but on the fact that it basically helps you to diagnose if what a, what a particular system does or even what a particular function does or you can actually if you are if you are not clever enough you can actually put it to in between two lines that you can understand like okay what this line does as well so this is one of the signals and there are like loads of tools uh, that is supporting both of the signals like cloudwatch helps for detecting metrics plunk is one of the saas tools in logs you can have similar cloud cloudwatch setups or as you have kibanas and there are multiple system right now present around the world and every day there are tools coming up to support or help you diagnose these things uh, coming to the uh, third system and this is pretty new in the whole realm and that's the uh, that's called traces and this traces started coming up when the world of it started shifting from the monolithic applications to the microservices based applications where the handshake of contracts or, or i would say where the api calls started getting prominence while talking with other systems so uh, what what this traces does is like the more better optimized your traces are in a multi api based multi microservice based ecosystems that helps you uh, diagnose a problem and overall improves the observability of your whole of the of the ecosystem or the landscape that your uh, that your solutions are built in and there are as and, and also on the saas side you have tools like zipkin and all you and i know in other systems like datadog new relic you also yeah. have this feature where you can upload the traces and it comes up there. And yeah. coming to the AWS world, you also have AWS X-rays. And at some point of this presentation, I will I'll showcase to you how this whole traces works. And I'm and I'm and I can assure you it's really interesting one that you will see here, like how they are implementing a small code snippet into your application or making a reusable component. You can create a stacked trace which which gives you a whole lot of insights into multiple api calls finally uh, this whole three signals is something that gets consolidated and the whole and the term observability is born and on the on the left side on the right side of my screen you can see a, a demo image basically from the datadog panel and 
This is just a, just a demo example where you can see a single pane of glass showcasing multiple metrics from different systems. It can be one account, it can be 100 accounts, it can be one region or it can be 100 regions, but it showcases metrics, it showcases addresses, and it showcases logs. And, uh, and it goes without saying that these data are pretty, pretty important for not only one factor of improving your systems, but it also gives a value-driven business stream ideas. It gives you much more uh, road of developments. It gives it give open up opens up multiple factors in a large scale enterprise systems. Now, now moving on uh, to the next point, uh, how do you see the benefits are? So benefits, as I mentioned, like you get a much uh, much more clarity of the systems because you can not only see what the logs that you have been sh that is showing up, you can create some autonomous systems or some automated. Uh, life uh, life cycle rules based on the data that you get. You can make sure that your systems are self healing. You can you can make this whole uh, system deployed in a totally totally different region based on where the users uh, target pool is based out of. And there are multiple things that you can do. You can ensure you can check up a particular request in, in you you can using AWS traces X ray in and measuring the traces signal, you can see like, okay, let's say one of the system has a latency while fetching some data. So you can improve and optimize those things, like maybe um, decouple it with the SNS or some message broker. So these are sort of trade-offs that that is that basically comes up the more you improve the observability of a system. And what are the values that I, as I mentioned, that goes through the first and foremost that goes without saying is the cost, because eventually reading those data, acting upon this observability data, you make sure that your system is optimized as is and it should be here as it should be here as it is as it should is. So that's one of the main factors that are the value that gets uh, driven out of this open telemetry of the on observability. Now coming to the uh, coming to another term because uh, all I have been saying is pretty much similar to what we have been hearing till now is monitoring because when you monitor a system you get those data details when you have you set up these pager notifications you constantly monitor those uh, logs that are coming across but as you could see from the picture monitoring is just an upper part of the system that is how you uh, forcibly or you customize your system that, uh, that how it should be built. Whereas observability is much more, it has much more in-depth layers or it has the capability of shipping out huge amount of data that are hidden under the systems. So that's how this whole picture de depicts. So monitoring is just like the higher level or the vis visual level of an iceberg that we have been tapping around till now. And observability has a has the capability to avoid disasters like Titanic because that gives you insights of how how much systems or what are the things that is underneath it. So you so once you make your system more ironclad, once you make your systems more observability um, improved, you can be ensured about your system. You can harden your systems. You can make it more optimized. Now coming to some of the differences that we have been uh, that we are trying to hi uh, highlight or showcase here, 
as I as it goes without saying, like monitoring is something that is like when the, when my system is green, everything is okay. When it, when it goes red, then we start start about then we start reacting on it, and that's called monitoring. Whereas observability is like okay, what is my system doing? How good is the call between two two APIs? Or what is the CPU? Is my system under is the compute system? Is is it underutilized or is it overutilized? Do I see my auto scaling groups? Uh, constantly being uh, scaled up or scaled down. So it tells you overall, like how my system is doing. Uh, monitoring, uh, as I mentioned before, like when it goes red, then then the whole uh, system or the monitoring system kicks in. And the observability is something like it, it tells you like why, the, why had the monitoring system kicks in. So I would say till now monitoring is just a set. And when you look at the bigger set observability, uh, is the mother set and monitoring is, is I would say the subset of that. Uh, and again, monitoring is much more a reactive in set, set, uh, setup. So what it does is like when there is like let's say hundred error codes, and when the system system starts misbehaving, then you start reacting on it. Then you deploy a reconnaissance team. Then you do some SLAs. Then you do some remediations on top of it. Whereas observability is like proactive in nature. So you guardrail that with multiple managed services. You make sure that when something is wrong, your blast radius of the impact is as lower as it can as and as isolated as it can from the uh, bigger systems or the other, other impacting factors. So if there is something wrong, you tend to cascade. You don't, don't tend to cascade those systems. And that's like proactive in nature. So you build the systems that it, that it's self-aware or it, that self itself self-health hills in nature. So there are multiple tools to do that. And, and for example, in AWS, uh, in microservices, you can have something called circuit breaker. So that when, when you are starting some calls, when you start when you see those calls starts failing, you don't you stop calling those. But your system behaves as it is. So you have some uh, some fallback system to call or some uh, static data that to, to send through. So these sort of trade-offs that we need to do in the observability. And till now, I know many, many companies or many customers have already started doing that. But the reason for me highlighting or showing show or showing this thing or telling you these things is to just to make ourselves aware that okay, in which concepts or in which umbrellas this sort of activities or this sort of implementation falls under. Uh, the last part of the difference is like, it It basically, as I mentioned, like it isolates the, the duration, it creates some smaller radius. It makes sure that your whole system doesn't goes down when you have a, a system that is more observed, that, that, that has these signals of observability taken care and tackled across. Perfect. And now I guess we are all aware and we have a, quite a clear idea of what we have been working across and what the SREs of our team has been telling about. And I'm pretty much sure you can, um, you, these topics are something which you will uh, uh, relate every day and uh, you touch upon some of those signals into your day-to-day -day life. Now, moving on to open telemetry and one of the main reason, one of the main uh, topic for today, or how did it came into the picture? Because that's it's really interesting journey that open telemetry had till now and 
to give a little bit of background on that i would say the it first started with something called open census because back in 2009 or 2010 uh, when when the world started seeing that multiple systems or multiple saas companies started coming up with their own uh, signal detection system or i would say the observability systems of in ingest ingesting multiple datas or ingesting just signals each of the companies has their own concepts or the constructs of doing so for example uh, new relic had it own has it had their own way prometheus and grafana had their own way uh, new relic had it own way datadog had its own way xyz blah 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 so what happened was like the whole developer communities started coming together and there was like two open source project that started that that was uh, incepted so one was called open sensors and that tackled the first two signals that i showcased was like matrix and traces and then there was something called open tracing and uh, as you could see the logs are still not there because as of now there is no logs the logs is one of the signals that is still present or still running in open telemetry and i would say like i think it's 3 years ago or 4 years ago uh, the whole the uh, head of both these communities like open sensors and open tracing came together and they felt that we are all building things towards a co-committed cause so why not merge this whole both, both that both of these projects together and start a single project and that's how open telemetry was born and to give you a little bit of statistics on what are how this project is a, one of the hot cake in the current industry that and based on the last statistics that was raised by gartner uh, it you could basically see like after kubernetes open source uh, kubernetes in the open source git check-ins or pr reviews open telemetry comes uh, or comes up as a second one so i would say it's a pretty much uh, active i would say developer uh, developer uh, signals that are going on or developer traffics are going on day to day uh, developers from the community are building or improving the whole these signals or shipping out those datas and as it goes without saying the third signals the logs is still not present so uh, that is also one of the things that is coming up so uh, in pretty much in, in few days the logs will also come up and then the whole then you could see the uh, this uh, this open telemetry concept or the constructs uh, uh, start starts picking up pace and gets adopted into the developer realm and uh, even though i say it's still it it's uh, it will start to pay, picking up pace but as of now i have been working with many customers who have already started investigating how to use this open telemetry within their applications how to rearchitect their microservices to adopt these things and i will show you a little bit of that in the in uh, at some point of time in this demo that it's pretty easy to use that because it's built on open source framework and it's like agnostic of any agnostic of any sdk that you would use perfect now uh, moving on uh, to the advantages so why why did we move or why did we chose to adopt the open telemetry or what are the uh, what are the advantages the first thing that goes without saying is uh, is a single way to capture data 
because initially as you could see in the screen like each of the language each of the sas platform has their own way of collecting the matrix collecting the tracing collecting logs data they had a different sidecars and those they had different dependencies and you you had to basically pile up those sdks pile up those dependencies into your configuration file so for example, if you, you are using Java, you need to add constantly add or upgrade those SDKs uh, through your Gradle or Mavin. Or if you're using pip, you, you have to constantly upgrade this. Similarly for TypeScript as well, you need to make sure that your package.json contains the latest library. So you had to keep your own track of updating those SDKs uh, to consume or to ensure that there is no breakage within the system to ship out those data. But what open telemetry did was like they took away all those needs. So you, so whatever platform it is, whatever sort of whatever sort of language it is, there will be only one singular way of shipping out those data or instrumenting or re-architecting your code. So that's one of the big advantage that it gave you a single way to capture data. So you don't need to uh, tailor make your uh, code snippets based on the SDK that you, or based on the platform that you chose to visualize your metrics or signals. So Aritra, yeah. this would be like having a standardized way to put, okay, we're going to put metrics, logs and traces in a sort of standard format so we can all agree and be agnostic no matter which tool are you using. Exactly. Is that right? Exactly. So it became much more easier, and the second, and from the business point of view, what it it it's a win-win situation for them because let's say they choose they they have been using X tool, but at some point of time they they saw that a tool called Y came up with much more new feature features. Mm -hmm. And with the with the existing world before the open telemetry, what would to adopt those the those features with Y system? They what they had to do was, was to revamp their whole uh, solutions to uh, Im, to uh, imbibe the SDKs of the Y system. But with this open telemetry, what it did, did was they took it took away that pain point of changing your uh, SaaS vendors. And I, I'll 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 showcase to you at some point I, at uh, in the later part of this demo that you will see like how the whole systems are agnostic of this platform and you have mm -hmm. a and you have a standard framework within open telemetry to do the same activity that you can do and without imbibing or without adopting any particular SaaS vendors uh, sdks right uh, now moving on to the second part of the or the second advantage uh, was it gave you a much more data control so like example is uh, in different systems, what happens is like, for example, uh, I remember when I used some other, uh, some tools like Zipkin or some tracing tools, you need to control, you need to have configuration files. Whereas I saw like some other systems had some, have been using some other tool. So what, so what we had to do was like when trying to call those APIs, we had to customize our request headers or we had to customize our tokens and author, authorizations and everything. So in, 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 I would say in the realm of multi microservices or multi-systems API driven, API driven setup, all those systems, all we had to do those, uh, do those customizations in order to ensure that we had, there was the data control was uh, or, or I would say the shipment shipping of data were proper and there was no breakage.
But with this open telemetry, what it did was like, as you can see on the left of the screen, it gave you a single YAML file. And in that single YAML file, you can customize your data. You can build the, or you can make sure your whole open telemetry is behaving as you want. And you can have something, and these are some of the, in the hotel collectors or in the left, right side of the screen, you can see some of the terminologies like processors and receivers. Uh, the next slide will, will explain what those means. But in this slide, you can actually see that it gave you a single source of truth to control all these data and you don't have to keep on adding or keep on maintaining multiple uh, uh, configuration setup or something like that so in from one single file uh, you can do the whole setup or you can you can basically tweak the open telemetry system you can ship out those data you can change how the data gets shipped out for example if you want it in batch if you can do that if you want if you want the want to customize or filter out some of the metrics that shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be shared so those things could be done through one single file and that's also one of the advantage because it, you don't need to maintain this setup multiple places or you don't uh, you don't worry about getting redundant or outdated configurations in multiple systems and and coming to this one more thing that i would like to highlight here that you will you will see that in the aws world how do we achieve that this same same feature and now coming to the third advantage as i said like this whole open telemetry uh, uh, project was built on open standards so whatever you see in the current world like the http methods the verbs the codes around it it's able to recognize those it's able to tackle or adopt those things similarly for the uh compute systems or the cloud systems it it basically captures all the metadata for example uh, i have customers who have deployed or we have who have started adopting this into kubernetes systems so in the kubernetes systems it starts shipping out all the pod related data and all the other data or within the application itself some of my customers or i or in this case uh, that i'll show you that they have deployed it into ecs or the elastic container registry uh, services in aws and there they ship out those relevant details of the of uh, how the systems or how the work workloads are deployed as well so it so in the current world what it has done is it has taken all the all the open standards that are present and adopted and adopted them into the into their framework so it's pretty open ended and it's pretty much easier to do that and again it goes without saying that uh, it became it made the whole uh, realm of designing observability ag agnostic of any platform so now there cannot be any saas platform that tells that okay um, you should adopt this or if you are uh, or customers who have chosen to go with this open telemetry they have seen a huge advantage of switching their vendors of saas uh, to showcase the uh, observability data or the signals within that perfect uh, now moving to the components that if you remember uh, i was showing uh, three slides ago on the right side of my presentation that what are some of the components and in the next uh, couple of slides i'll try to basically showcase that so what happens is like again uh, since this is a concept that goes inside your code 
So I would say even though the framework is agnostic of any telecom of, of any SaaS platform, but you need to heavily re-architect or uh, in or have the adoption of the open telemetry within your application. So for example, in Java, you need to have those open telemetry jars through Gradle, which I'll show. Similarly, in Python also, you have to have those through the requirements file in uh, uh, Node.js or in TypeScript, you have to have those through package.json. So what you do is like you, you have to instrument your code, then you have to have some processors and samplings. And the last thing is some of the converters. So you, you need to make sure that even though whatever sort of a uh, logs that is generated, maybe it can be log 4J from a Java application. It can be simple uh, console.log from TypeScript application, or it can print print uh, from Python applications. So you need to convert that into open telemetry format. And that is fully done on the application side. And I'll, I'll show, show it to you how it's done. But these are some of the components that are primarily done by the application developers to make sure that their application is open telemetry compliant. Uh, then you have the collector agent or the data aggregation and the filtering agent. And that is uh, the XML file that I showcased or the configuration of the single source of truth. So that is where you mentioned that if your data will be shipped out in an aggregated way or if it would be a single, single data, single shipping out. And that's mainly tackling the cost factor because this whole uh, thing ships out those data. So what we have seen is like, uh, even though this telemetric of offering it's open source, it's a free world, but there are some cost cost that gets uh, while in the data transfer charges because they had these open telemetry formats or this application, they send out, ship out those datas. And uh, what you need to do is you need to do a trade-off of aggregating those datas in batches, or for example, you, you, you can filter out like what sort of matrix that will be shipped out. So that is what is taken care by the, collector agent and the last part of that is the monitoring backend and this goes without saying that the monitoring backend is nothing but the platform that you showcase in my demo i'll show it to you via aws cloudwatch but that's pretty much prevalent uh, for uh, any other tool like datadog or new relic or promethe or grafana or whatever so monitoring backend is just the one, just the tool that you share the data uh, or the signals to. And the whole configuration is again done through the collector agent. So, uh, so in this slide, what you can see is like your application gets totally uh, agnostic of the monitoring backend that it is. It's only what it does is instruments the open telemetry. It converts those um, signals into the open telemetry formats. And then the collector agent basically takes care of how the data will be shipped and that's it. And so this is how the open telemetry component is present in the right now, in the current state, in the current world. And customers, this is how whole, all of the customers try to adopt this within their platform. Finally, uh, we will move to some of the demo parts. And what I will do is like, I'll showcase to you like how this is done in the Java code, but uh, for the Python and the TypeScript developers, this is pretty much similar. The, the idea for me showing is just to highlight that how it's agnostic or how it's an, how it is, uh, how, I mean, how it is agnostic of any slash platform or how, how easy it is just to adopt it. 
So I'll be showing a, a small visual code. And this is like a Spring Boot application that you can see. And, mm -hmm. and it's running on ECS cluster. And I'll, of course, go back and show it to you how it's hosted. But coming to the open telemetry world, what we have to do is like, like just initialize this bin. And here, and what we have done is like we have added this open telemetry via build.gradle file. And uh, the jar is adopted into our platform. And we have initialized this. And the reason, and for the Java developers, as you can, as you know, like in a Spring Boot applications, whatever is right, written within this main class, it gets initialized when the application starts loading or the, when the application spawns up into the environment and it's run. And then on the controller side, it's just like an API uh, that I show it, show it to you how it is done. So in this risk controller, what we do is like we create some tracer from the same library that we have initialized. And then we write the file name. Then we initialize some matrix, the second, the first signal. And then in that matrix, we, we, we give it a name. And here in my example, we have just assigned some random values that you can see. It's just some random values that, mm -hmm. that gets uh, shipped out. But again, okay. in a, a real life scenarios, you can create many more things. You can, you can uh, ship out some more metrics and everything. And this is a custom metric that is being shipped out. But apart from that, when I'll show it to you in the dashboard, you will see like out of the box, this uh, open telemetry ships out so many data. But uh, just to showcase to you the snippet, this is how the whole thing is run. And this is this this is how easy it is just to initialize those and uh, call those within the met methods to generate some random matrix. Now for the interest of our time, I have hosted all the things in cloud, but, uh, but uh, it goes without saying that I'll share all the real, real links to you after this meeting, all the uh, GitHub repositories that I have present uh, for this. So uh, just reach out to me if you have any more questions on this topic. Now coming to the AWS part. So uh, this is basically hosted as an ECS service. And I'll showcase, show, showcase, to you as, uh, showcase to you how the whole solution construct works as well. But this is how you can see like uh, if, I, if I turn it to probably number, I think you can actually see it much better. I think I have a number. So this is yeah, exactly. So this is how you can see like you have uh, some of the open telemetry utilizations. You can have some JVM and these are shipped out of the box for you. So you don't need to, uh, you basically don't need to configure those or you don't need to ex externally or add, have some additional configuration shipped out. So once you uh, adopt those jars, you can basically uh, see all those things. But again, uh, going back to the slide, yeah, your your collector agent uh, can be helpful for you to do the customization of what sort of matrix that you need to filter out. And coming to the, the custom matrix that I showcased here, uh, this one. So you can actually see it. Uh, let's say I'll do some click ops thingy here. So you can see this one also coming up in the slide. So here, here you can see if I show you a number, it gives you a number here as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so this is how, uh, and this is like, this is the request API that gets hit. 
and you can you can see like this this thing after some time will get changed but this is normally how the whole custom metrics and you can add some more metrics and you can send some more meaningful data because here i'm just sending a random int value and that's how that's how easy it is to set up perfect uh, so this is how the whole open telemetry works uh, now moving to my next topic or how whole aws ad has adopted this open telemetry design patterns uh, the first pattern is called ecs sidecar pattern and in this slide you can see it's pretty obvious that what what you have to do is like you have to have an a dot collector agent and again that is something which aws also has uh, out of the box given to you and that's like pretty much updated so aws keeps on updating that so what you have to basically do is like you have to deploy this aws sidecar agent as part of your main payloads and then you would start shipping out or you would start seeing seeing the same data into multiple monitoring backend. For example, you can see it in Grafana, you can see it in uh, Prometheus, you can you can see it in X, uh, Datadog, New Relic and, and anything. Uh, but the challenge of this is like, uh, once you have multiple services and once you have multiple uh, tasks inside those services, it becomes a little bit difficult for you to uh, maintain or keep those things uh, isolated so you uh, so you and you would end up basically managing those data or ensuring that each of them falls under particular namespace and everything and the more number of services there are or the more number of tasks there are it becomes pretty much difficult to have a proper logical isolations or maintaining them in a much more meaningful way and and that's why the uh, next uh, uh, thing or i would say a more useful thing that have been started adopted by the customer is the ecs service pattern and what you do here is basically you isolate your whole service you isolate your configuration backend or the collector backend in a third party service and you can see from the screen is like you have a hotel service within a cluster and it can be a multi-account, it can be a multiple region, but what you do is like you isolate your service, open telemetry, and you have all those configurations as set up here. And then what you do is like you mention what sort of a backend that it will go to. It will either it will go to CloudWatch, X-Ray, or it will go to Grafana, it will go to Datadog or whatever. So what you just create a single standalone service containing the configuration. And the reason for registering that using a cloud map is to make sure that uh, the service is uh, recognized via multiple third-party services. And AWS uh, cloud map is nothing but you can see, you can think of it as a service discovery. So what happens is like uh, this service, uh, let's say this service goes down. So whenever a new service comes up, it might have a different IP address. But using cloud map, what you can, what, what it, uh, what the purpose is solves is like the third party services consuming this uh, open telemetry, open telemetry service doesn't need to know what sort of an IP that is has. So it can, it can just refer it via logical name and then and, uh, start shipping out those data. And now, now what I will do is like, I'll go to the AWS console and to showcase to you uh, how that is done. So this is my task definition of the open telemetry uh, 
uh, service that is present here. And as you can see here, uh, when I open up my container, it only has one service. It doesn't have any, any payload. It doesn't have anything. And what it has is like, it has the open uh, AWS configuration from where it uses or where it consumes the uh, configuration data. And I've seen, and it's pretty evident that it's uh, uh, it's the same parameter. And if you remember uh, in, a, in some of my slides, in, uh, uh, in one of my slides before that we will uh, store this in a particular single stack and in a reusable component. And what we have done is like, we have um, created a parameter store uh, like this, and we have, we have stored this here. So via this whole thing, or this whole parameter store, you control your collector agents, you mention which matrices that it will go through, or what sort of a logging level, uh, what, what is the tracing tool that I am using, if I'm using a Prometheus endpoint, and if, I, if I'm using a Datadog endpoint. And the, the advantage of this is like, if you see, it falls under the exporter thing. So let's say tomorrow I, I have some more different tool, a uh, tool called a new relic or something like that. So what I have to do is like without changing any any part of the application, keeping everything as it is, I'll just update this whole parameter store and I'll just restart those containers. So what will mm -hmm. happen? It will just add those and it will start shipping out those data as it is. And, uh, and as I said before, what it does is like, it basically, the cloud, we, we register this service in the namespace called hotel service local and and as you can see is like uh, it has a service called hotel service and there we have registered this ip address and that's it so what it does is like tomorrow let's say if i if i manually shut down this a new task comes up it get auto auto registered here so uh, this is how the first setup of this is done so you bring out all your configuration or the collection or the monet monitoring backend uh, related data via parameters, you uh, add them into the open telemetry and you start and you register that here in order to ensure that all the services that are consuming this open telemetry is able to recognize those. And the second and the second part is the most important part, how this is consumed. So what it does is basically it calls this, uh, it, it calls this cloud map, uh, this hotel service via the cloud map and I'll show it to you in some minute. And these services are agno again agnostic of any configuration agents. It just has the application part that I have showcased like here. It's the same configuration here. So it only instruments your app, inst instruments your code with the open telemetry data, but it, it becomes agnostic of any configuration at all. It just have a endpoint uh we're containing this open telemetry register target cloud map uh, logical namespace and keeps on shipping those data there so what you do here so what advantage that you gain from here uh, first of all you make your application ecs services uh, decoupled as much as you can you don't have to maintain any configuration agent or any configuration related data that were present in the sidecar pattern because here you just have your ecs namespace and you just have an endpoint to ship out those data. And then in the in the and then on the monitoring backend side, you you consolidate them into on your own. And here is one of the example 
that I'll show you how that is done. So I have created one of the service here. And here you can see in one of the Fargate service that I'll showcase to you how that is done. What we have done is we have created or we have shared what will be the OTL endpoint where it will ship out those datas. And this is the same thing as it is. So this is nothing but my uh, AWS cloud map uh, service name. So we are just mentioning the OTL cloud map service name with the code for with a code for shipping those datas and creating and creating some logical isolations to ensure that this is being recognized here. So it contains a service name, it contains a service namespace. So what will happen is like when 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 it starts shipping those data, it will contain these metadata for the monitoring backend to con consolidate and capture on its own. And that's how easy it is. And again, I'll show show it to you on the dashboards. Mm -hmm. And in the and in my example, I I have used AWS uh, CloudWatch, but it's pretty much similar for whatever other services that you use. And you can basically see here, it starts shipping out all those datas on, on the same format. And yeah, that, that is how the whole uh, AWS uh, Open Telemetry construct works. And I'll, uh, and it's pretty easy and it's just agnostic. So your services becomes agnostic of any SaaS tools. It just adopts those open, open source uh, framework of uh, open telemetry and start shipping out those data. And yeah, that's how the whole uh, demo that I have showcased showcased to you here. I just repeat it here again that you can uh, you can search any metrics, but it you will you will see that it's it basically ships out the data in the same format, and it gives you a whole lot of data like what's the JVM count, what is the response size. Uh, what are the JVM parameters and everything? And yeah, if you create a module out of it, I, uh, probably you can actually create a library out of it. You can have some similar sort of data across multiple uh, metrics generated across multiple services. So what the recommendations or what we have done is like we have created a library out of that in Java. You can do the same thing. You can make a customized npm package in telemetry in. Uh, uh, TypeScript or in Python as well, you can have your own library and just uh, call that within the multiple services, then it will make your life much more easier. So just by invoking that, you will get a ship whole lot of observability data, whole lot of uh, data within these three signals to make sure that your systems uh, get much more business insights or, uh, or, or I would say technical insights to improve and optimize your system. Now, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry I won't say that. Yeah, it looks, I mean, pretty nice to have a scalable telemetry in this case, open telemetry, but yeah, just to instead of having to customize each application, so you have everything one place standardized, you create your controller, you customize your metrics, and then you have you can put it not only in AWS, as you say, in X ray, you can put it in other platforms without worrying. What I do, I have as a backend. So really, really helpful. I think. Thank you, Dan. And the thing is, what we have seen here that adopting this, it's really beneficial from the initial stage of any application development uh, that you do. So the recommendation from 
from me would be uh, start investigating how how we, you can uh, uh, create those or how you can adopt these libraries into your application in the early days of your development. Because at some point of time, in whatever project, in whatever solutions that you have, you need to have a trade-offs. Because those every, I mean, there is no one particular foolproof SaaS platform or the monitoring backend in the world right now. We have that tackles mm -hmm. all your problems in observability. Mm -hmm. You need to have a mix and match. You need to do a trade-off. And open telemetry has uh, been a forerunner while tackling those situations where reducing your pain points for choosing what sort of a SaaS platform or, for example, making your uh, code less cluttered by adopting these SDKs and making it much more configurable or have a single source of truth of shipping out those data. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, now moving to the uh, Last part of my demo, I just wanted to showcase to you because uh, tracing is one of the important signals that is present here. And I, I have been really beneficial while using this one. So uh, without uh, this goes without saying that uh, any case of microservices talking to multiple APIs or micro, uh, talking to multiple third-party systems, uh, uh, tracing is really, really important for everybody to adopt because it gives you a huge amount of benefits of uh, when you try to understand what is a latency or if you try to reduce your call uh, LTTR or call or call to request or whatever parameters that you want to adopt into. And AWS X-Ray is one sort of a managed solution that is present right now here. But again, you can actually have in any other tool that you want. You can have some uh, something called Zipkin. You can have yeah, even other tools as well just to adopt tracing. But uh, to, uh, to emphasize on this fact that tracing is uh, ground zero for whatever microservices-based development that you do. And it's pretty easy, I would say, in the AWS world because AWS X-Ray is one of the uh, pretty useful tool. And uh, I have been using that, uh, I would say, for six years right now. And uh, they have uh, AWS has done a great job of uh, heavily revamping the services, bringing out with new features, making it loud, lightweight, uh, spreading these systems into AWS Lambdas as well. So without further ado, just to highlight what we do here. So what we, so the first thing is similar to the journey that we do for open telemetry or is just to instrument your AWS SDK. And then there are similar to collector agents that we have in open telemetry. We have some sampling rules and invocation settings as well. So uh, will it capture all the APIs or will it capture some of the particular endpoints of the APIs? How will it ship data? Will it sh ship the tracing in a batch or will it be one-to-one -one, uh, ship shipment of the data? And lastly, since this is an AWS uh, specific service, you know, also need to ensure like you have proper rules and permissions for the ECS services, because at the end of the day, like without proper rules and permissions, uh, you would end up uh, those uh, tracing would not reflect into your system. So just to highlight that, uh, keeping proper guardrails and adding proper permissions is also important uh, while hosting those services. And what you do here is pretty much same thing like the ones that uh, the only thing that is uh, different here is like you don't have a jar like open telemetry, but uh, in the same folder in the, or in the same file, you can actually have a static code. And for the, all the Java developers out there, they know like static code is something that basically runs 
uh, when at the first point of uh, the application initialization. And this sort of similar journey can be made for Python and TypeScript as well. And in this static code, you, in, you initialize your AWS X-Ray SDK, you load your uh, sampling JSON rules, and uh, that's it. And then in all the uh, files or all, in all the uh, applications, you just add annotation. And I'll go back to my uh, code once again. So this is how you see. So in Java, you just have this something called AWS X-Ray enabled, and that's it. So uh, it will it will it will capture all your traces. It will basically give you all those metadata that you want to ship out and everything. And going back to my second point is how do you see visualize that this is just an example, and I'll show you a real life real life demo in in a few minutes. But yes, uh, coming to the right hand side of this, you can see like it comes up with metadata. It comes up with what is if there is any error or not, what is the time that has taken. And uh, since it's a managed service, it has a very, very good capability of uh, identifying if there is any internal calls that you are making into any uh, AWS services. For example, it's here you can see like on, from the left side, uh, from the left hand side of the diagram that it calls a DynamoDB table, it puts some data into S3. It again goes to the remote uh, metadata just to make sure like I have proper uh, roles and permissions or not. So it, it it gives you a pretty good insight of what are the calls that is made and what, are, what is the time taken or if there is any error or not. And now coming to an example that I would like to showcase, showcase to you here. So I have built an application which uh, is again hosted as an into an ECS container, uh, which basically calls a DynamoDB, uh, uh, basically puts some uh, random byte for byte 64 data into an S3 and uh, puts the ID into the DynamoDB table. And it's a pretty basic setup. So it has an add gateway and the load balancer in the public subnet and it has the private IP. And um, and I what I have is like just like an API endpoint of the load balancer that I will try to invoke and you will see like how it cascades across multiple multiple systems and give out pretty good amount of tracing data. Now uh, just to make it a little bit more interesting, what I have done is like I have added uh, uh, some third party calls as well. So it it calls us a third party web server. Here it it does a DynamoDB update. It do, does a Postgres solution here, and to highlight that how it also tackles out the exception here, this Postgres except Postgres schema I have deleted that, and in the demo or in the tracing that you will see that it also highlights that what the error that happens. For example, that since this schema doesn't exist, it will give you an insight of that as well. So as I mentioned, uh, while starting up this uh, content of the topic that it gives you a traceability, it gives you a quite a good amount of uh, insights into multiple microservices based distributed system, you could see that here as well. So um, based on uh, this whole uh, construct, I have already spun up those, spun up the data and yeah, let me see. And this is this is my load balancer endpoint. So what I will do is like I'll basically execute it once. 
and what I will do by the time it gets executed, I'll go to my X-ray services. And inside this, you will find all those traces. So since I already know my URL from here, I will try to filter my URL based on this. So you can see like it has a it has already filtered out. So my tracing data from those endpoint APIs have already uh, shipped into AWS. Now, now since I have hit it once, you can see here it it has already generated a trace around it. So it 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 was just a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago. It gave me a two hundred because I made sure like it it didn't fail or there is like proper guardrail around it. But again, there is like a proper. Uh, uh, let me let me reduce my screen a little bit. So it's. Yeah, I'll try to reduce my screen. Yeah, yeah. So you do now, it like that. Yeah. So now you can see like it 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 gives you a huge visibility. So if from the API, it calls a front end API, and then in the front end API, it calls another API like this one, and then it goes to the uh, third party client. So I'm just calling my company's uh, endpoint, and it gives you a data. And then again, I I call my AWS S3 and uh, to put some data and then based on that I put that thing into S3 so these sort of con configurations and you can see it's it's pretty much concatenated so you can have a parent ID and then it's uh, then it's a segment and everything and you can change it you can find out like what is the time that has taken for example and if you go down you can see like what are that response time or what are the durations that is taken for example uh, I have put I have a put object here, so it, it has taken a little bit of time because it has put the uh, put the object into the S3 bucket. Then I have a batch write. I just wrote those things. So these sort of uh, terminologies that you can use. And as I mentioned, like I have a sick, I have deliberately de de uh, deleted my uh, uh, the Dynamo uh, Postgres SQL details. So here it has shown that it couldn't find my details. So it couldn't find my uh, secret manager secret. So these sort of things or these sort of uh, trade-offs that you can, or insights that uh, you can show, uh, visualize while using adopt uh, while adopting X-ray. So this is pretty pretty uh, useful in a distributed microservices REST uh, architecture and and big systems and big microservices enterprise systems when they have thousands of services. This is Pretty, pretty useful, I would say. All right, so this was the demo that I had. And the last part is the uh, AWS Lambdas. And Lambdas is much, much more easier. So you don't even need to do all those things as well. So it's just a, a toggle thing that you need to enable. So there is in the Lambdas, there is something called tracing configuration. And if you basically enable that and have proper roles, you can see a similar thing like that. So you can see like the lambdas calling another lambdas and then all the context and everything. So if there is a situation, even though this is not a recommended one, I would say that or the recommendation is always to have a, a message broker in within or there shouldn't be any case like where a lambda calls another lambdas. But let's say uh, if there is anything that you have to call a lambda, you also can enable tracing there and that can give you a better insight as well. Like if one of the lambdas are failing or if you see 
one of the lambda is taking a little bit more time. So you can also have these sort of trade-offs. And last, I remember that uh, it, they have also uh, enabled SQS as well. So in, in the fan out architecture where you have SNS and SQS adopted inside while calling a Lambda to Queen Lambda, if you have, let's say, SQS as a message broker, you can also concatenate or stack up those services as well. So similar, so similar to this thing, uh, like uh, you can also find out uh, in lambdas as well and that's i would say pretty neat uh, in terms of aws and traceability L all right so as i showcased to you before so this is how the whole uh, dashboard looks like but this is built on aws and open telemetry gives you the luxury of building it in anything like datadog or any other tool and the last part of this is like the telemetry cost and usages and this is just to showcase to you like uh, what are the costs that you must in, that you that you can expect when you start building a system however i tried to make it on a much more higher side but but this is some this can be reduced a lot because as you can see from the assumptions that you are running a system which has like 1000 requests per minute and it's capturing all of them and then also you only have like a two uh, just a like 250 dollars per month and normally what we do is like we don't capture all of them so not, we only probably capture when we make some third party calls or when we have some important calls or or when we expect that some calls might pass through or fail through and on the cloudwatch side and this is just to highlight the metrics and logs but you can actually change it to some other things some other saas tools but then again it will vary but on the aws side when you have like a huge amount of ingestion and this is also not pretty common because you don't store one gb of log volume per day and if there is somebody out there storing one one gb of log volume uh, per day i'm pretty much sure that there is something wrong and then we need to go back and understand the observability and only ship out the relevant logs but still let's say if you have uh, 20 custom metrics and one gb of log you would just end up paying like $75 per month after the free tire usage. So all in all, it's like pretty good deal. I would say you'd have a systems, you would have observability uh, turned on onto your systems. You would get more insights just paying like close to $300 per month. And I would say it's a win-win situation and that drives a good amount of value. And we have seen that in the customer uh, landscapes that it has improved the systems quite a lot. And I also have some of the customers right now working with that they have started adopting this open telemetry and using these features of AWS. All right, so this brings to my end of my presentation. Uh, thank you for listening to this. And if you have any questions, just shoot out and I'll share all the links that I have built across and uh, shared across at the end of this demo. And you can find that uh, within the description of my link as well. Yeah, uh, as you say, uh, we will share all the links for all of your resources, your blog, uh, all that you want to share, you will be in YouTube in the description uh this video will be uploaded more or less within this week but <clears throat> anything else you can write any comments and i will just forward them to aritra in the youtube video so aritra thank you so much I think uh for anyone who has wasn't able to join can just watch the youtube video and see okay uh, he has on that maybe i have some issues or some doubts maybe he can reach to you 
I will just post the links uh, that you share with me and also your content in Twitter just if they want to reach you. Yeah, perfect. All right. And I'll share all the relevant details with you then. Okay. So thank you so much, so much for being here. Uh, thank you to you if you're watching this and thank you for being in Bibram back. Goodbye. Thank you.